Welcome to the PT Coffee Cast, a podcast helping coffee-infused clinicians elevate their practice by realizing the tools they already possess. What's going on guys welcome back to the pt coffee cast brought to you by the movement my name is dalton and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend william william how are we doing today doing good i mean how can you not be happy in this shirt yeah i know it's, right? it's very bright vibrant yeah it is it's got uh, some nice oranges on it you know kind of gives the florida vibe yeah and uh we definitely have whatever the opposite of that is right now so you know thought i'd Bring a little Florida in here. Yeah, I appreciate that. The yeah. vibes are definitely high. You got a haircut from the last time we recorded an episode. True. Which is always good. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because I saw the last episode, and if one thing wasn't great in it, it was my hair. And you let your barber, which is my barber as well. Shout out to Dre. He's, he's probably not listening to this podcast, but shout out to him. <laughs> you let him trim your beard. Yeah. Which is right. like, from my understanding, like... That's a sacred thing, is it not? Sacred territory. Yeah. For sure. So that just shows the amount of respect. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know what it was, maybe we can learn something from this because uh, I think it was his demonstrating his knowledge. Mm. Like he was like, what do you try to do when you trim your beard? And he was like, oh, you know, I think you did this well. Uh, normally what I look for is this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's interesting. And then it's like, hit me with the, do you want me to trim your beard? He asked you. Yeah. Permission-based. Permission-based. Man, I, I, we'll go on a little tangent here before we get into the episode, because this is, this is not what we plan on well, talking about, but I do like this. I, I think like the barbershop is a great place to learn how to communicate. Um, and the service-based industry like, is very similar to what we do here. In terms of like how you communicate, it's one on one. You know, you're trying to really, you're having a big impact on someone. I think even like when you think about the barber, it's like that's a massive impact they're having on your life by cutting your hair. Totally. I mean, it's ch- totally changed my confidence with doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I, I think like it's it's funny. We actually talked about that. Yeah. And. Uh, he was like, because at first he was kind of like, oh, there's a lot of differences. And then I was like, actually, I think there's a lot of similarities, you know. And then we got talking about it and it was like, oh, yeah, like when, whether you're a barber or you're a physio, like the bottom line is you're trying to gain trust so that you can, you know, execute whatever plan you're doing. And in yeah. this case, it was my beard. <clears throat> yeah. And like the, the environment of that place, the way that it's set up intentionally um, just having had conversations with, with Dre and the kind of vibe they're giving. And like, that's all very intentional and it elicits a particular response. And I think even just the way that he set up the environment allows for people to feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. um, to enjoy themselves more, um, to feel like they're cared about, which whenever you're talking about like a service-based industry, that is like what people are looking for. Obviously, you need to execute on the service you're providing, which they do to a very high level, but the expectation in that industry and the expectation in physio should be that we deliver on a high level. Like that is just like the standard. Um, everyone should be delivering at that level. It's like, but what are you doing to 
show that you care, provide an environment, provide an experience that someone feels attached to or feels cared about because that's what's going to keep people coming back. Yeah, you know, like obviously he's just a personable person, but also it was how he was like kind of like strategically building my trust with what he was saying, what kind of questions he's asking, you know, the confidence that he's has in his voice, even just the fact that like he has a nicely well trimmed beard. Yeah. We're like, I, I mean, I'm gonna trust am I gonna trust some guy with a shaggy beard? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not letting you touch my beard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that it's it's interesting, right? And there's a lot of things that like you even hit on right there and, and we talked about this in um, the New Year's episode that we did about you going on your nutrition journey and trying mm -hmm. to learn that process and the ups and downs and the perspectives that you're going to gain from that. And when people are trying to navigate physio and their rehab, they're going through a particular journey that that is similar and you can add your perspectives from your experience to them because you're going through a process, especially around like if it's very health related or physical related, if a physio is going through some similar journey as a client, mm -hmm. that relatability and perspective from that client to physio is going to be very powerful. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what you're saying there is like you look at you know Dre and he's got a nice beard you can tell like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, he can relate to me on this front. I'm going to trust this guy to kind of take me to the promised land of the beards more than I'm going to trust someone who's cutting my hair and shaving my beard that has the, this raggedy ass beard. And then he's like, yeah, I just lined this up yesterday. Right. So I think there's a lot, like there's a lot there that makes There's sense so much there like even just the fact that like the way he sort of went about it was in a way where it didn't make me feel bad about the job i was doing with it it was more like like he kind of was like um hey you know actually like i don't even turn my own beard like i i can but i find it difficult just with the way you have to look in the mirror it's kind of hard you're sort of like doing this and this you know and he's like so uh i actually find it's easier for me to just let somebody else do it that I trust. And so like, I don't feel bad that I suck at trimming my beard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or like, actually I did a decent job, you know, for, for trimming your own beard. Yeah, right. exactly. Which is like, there's a lot of relatability yeah. from a, from a rehab standpoint. Cause there's a lot of people that come into us that, that actually do a pretty decent job of mm -hmm. rehabbing their situation or at least getting mm -hmm. the process started or have tried in some way to do that. And for us to acknowledge that and then share with them some ways that they could optimize what they're doing. Um, and that's intentionally set up in the way that you ask questions, the way that you position yourself, the way that you set up the plan, um, how you communicate. Like, that doesn't just happen. Those are, those are intentional things that completely changes the experience that that client has and the trust in buy-in that they have with like working with you yeah because there's a huge difference between being like yo man you did a terrible job trimming your beard like i'm gonna do it mm -hmm. and versus like what he did yeah imagine yeah that yeah totally Which, like has happened that stuff happens 100%. <laughs> and you're like you're kind of just like okay maybe that's true but like i don't like come on bro like i i want to be chilling when i'm going to like get my hair cut but that's like that is very like a abrasive way of yeah. like entering into helping someone which i've had stories from clients who have 
have had that experience going to, to physio where they felt like they were basically just like ridiculed for like doing all these things that they were doing and yeah. felt very uncomfortable with that. And they didn't go back there because of that. And it's probably no knock on the knowledge that that person has and their ability to like rehab a knee injury. But when you're, communication and your approach to how you're addressing those things is very like confrontational or blaming mm. the client and, and saying you're doing all these things wrong when this person is just really trying to like figure out how to get better. Like they're not going to want you to help them. Yeah. It's, you know, when you're in a service industry, it's not the things you do. It's how you go about doing it that ends up making the difference in whether you achieve an outcome or not, you know? Like, we all know you want to progressively exercise with most things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, graded exposure. But can you get people to buy into that? Can you get people to trust that it's okay to have discomfort? Can you get people to, you know, commit to the whole process, even when things maybe start feeling better? Like, those are where the real uh, skill comes in. Totally. And like to tie it even further to like how you even got to see Dre. Cause, and I like where this episode's gone because this, a lot of what we're talking about here is what we talk about in our mentorship from yeah. our perspective, right? And mm -hmm. so having me having gone to Dre first and having a great experience there and a big mm -hmm. part of why I've continued to go back to Dre is one, he does a really good job, but two, the environment, the experience, everything we just talked about is on point. I've been going to him for... Over, like years now and you and I have talked about Dre you've seen my haircuts from him and I know you're very particular with your haircuts um, and then a year later a year later you finally went in to see him and now you had that experience with him and that's how we talk about filling our caseload with clients that fill you up that is the exact same thing he's doing that with cutting hair and we're trying to utilize those things to do it from physio and the automatic like buy-in trust um, that you already have with him from me communicating to you the type of person he is the experience that he provides the job that he does that you can actually visually see your trust level is so high going into that um, experience that you know that he's going to take care of you and he probably also knows that he has that with you through that mm -hmm. connection. And yep. that whole situation is like super powerful. And that's how you, from a caseload standpoint, from a clinic can continue to, you know, attract people that you really want to work with. Cause I'm sure I don't want to put words in Jay's mouth, but I'm sure he enjoyed that experience with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it was like immediately like, Oh, you work with Dalton, you know? And then he knew a bunch of stuff. Yeah, You know, because you guys have had these conversations and he remembers it and he's developed a relationship and then the experience matched what you were saying. It's consistent. He clearly does this stuff every time, especially when he's meeting someone for the first time. So it's like, it's that consistent process of doing things the right way uh, that's leading to what you're saying. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that, that I love where this, I, think, I know I think we, we wrap up there with this topic. Because it's an episode. Like, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it, um, I think it's, it just highlights a lot of those things. And this is why we, we preach all the time, you know, to people that we mentor to our clinicians here and you and I do this a lot is like, 
pay attention to how your experiences are when you go into other mm -hmm. service-based industries because you're going to learn a ton about how you can be a better clinician. And it has nothing to do with any modality, any treatment uh, like approach, any like system screen, nothing like that. It has everything to do with what we just hit on. And you can pick up so much from that. And it's yeah. very clear when people do that really, really well. And don't get yourself fooled. That is intentional. And that's been practiced and that's been built on for, for years, I would imagine. And so like start building that in yourself, start building that in your clinic, start building that in your business because that's what's going to pay off in the long run. Yeah. And I think it can, it can help to look at like where it is intentional and where it isn't, you know? Uh, cause I think there is sometimes where people are just naturally like gifted at that kind of thing and they just do it without even thinking about it. But then there's other times where it's clearly built into the culture or the community of whatever that business is, you know? Uh, and, and identifying, like, because obviously the main thing we're saying is you can control it, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you may not be someone that naturally is like that um, and thinks of those things, but you can get better at it and be more consistent with it. It's, it is a skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a skill that can have a big influence on outcomes. Yeah. Sweet. Well. I love that episode. That made me happy. Um, guys, if you like this episode as well, make sure you subscribe to the PT Coffee Cast on your podcast platform. Make sure you head over to YouTube to see Will's beautiful haircut done by Dre at Andiamo in Hamilton, Ontario. His beautiful beard trim, his orange shirt. So much that you can get on the YouTube channel that we're trying to grow to 500 subscribers. So please subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel for the full episode. And if you guys want to learn more about the mentorship, head over to themovementmentorship.com. We have all things mentorship there. But that's all we got for today, guys. As always, stay caffeinated. Peace. That was awesome. Yeah, that was good.